probably should have said at the start of Mass, for those of you who are just visiting, maybe from out of town, the Slice family came up and took Jesus. They put him in the manger in the narthex. So thank you for keeping him in the house. But all over the world this morning, Jesus is being carried. I remember growing up, we had our own little manger scene, and one of our siblings always had the honor bringing Jesus, putting him in the manger. It's happening in churches all over the world. It's happening in cities and public displays. Everywhere this morning, someone is carrying Jesus and putting him in the manger. And that's understandable, but there's a little subtle deception there, maybe, that it's all too easy to slide into. Because on this Christmas morning, as everywhere around the world, we are carrying Jesus, something that we maybe have a danger of missing is the fact if we're really celebrating what this morning is about, it's not about our carrying Jesus, it's about Jesus carrying us. And do we have the ability and the openness and the freedom to allow that to happen? Now, I know it's not so obvious on this morning, but of course, eventually this morning is going to pass and the manger will be taken down and the poinsettias will hopefully be taken home by various ones of you after the last Mass. And then what happens? Do we allow ourselves to be carried by Jesus? And there's a reason why, as nice as that sounds, it's not always so readily embraced. Because when we carry Jesus on this morning, It's all too clear where we place him. We know what's going to be waiting for him. The manger is there for 2,000 years. We've been setting it up. We place him there. It's a comfortable place. It's a beautiful place. We anticipate it. We seek people out, and it's honored to be asked to do it. And we enjoy watching Jesus being placed where he, quote-unquote, belongs. But we've set the place for him. We've set up the space. We say when it's going to happen. We know exactly the path to follow. We know what this is. This isn't our first Christmas for most of us. But when he carries us, it's not that way at all most of the time. When he carries us, it's often to take us to a place that's not so well known. It's often in a setting or a situation that isn't so comfortable. And a lot of times, it's to take us to a place that we'd rather not go. And that's not because God is trying to somehow knock us off our game or cause us undue distress or anxiety. But we all know this. To live in this world, to live in this life, is to encounter those times and places that are for us uncertain, are for us uncomfortable even like the shepherds, can instill in us a kind of fear because we're not sure what's going to come next. And to let ourselves be carried in those times, that's really what we're celebrating when we carry Jesus on this morning. Now think about what this looks like in the Gospels. Jesus is always carrying his disciples, so to speak. And think about how time and time again he carries them into a place where maybe they never thought they'd go. And at least in the beginning, it's not always the easiest journey. Think of how he carries Peter at the foot-washing scene. Peter doesn't want to go there. He doesn't want to stay there. 
And Jesus says, no, let me accompany you into this place. It may be hard for you now, but let me carry you here. You'll see where it ultimately leads. Think about the Samaritan woman at the well. Think about the disciples in the very beginning. Drop your nets and let me carry you someplace. You don't know where that's going to be. Yeah, I get it. It's a little bit anxious to drop your nets when that's the world and the livelihood that you've known. So, of course, to take it out of Bible land and translate it into our lives on this bitterly cold but beautiful morning, every one of us in this room, every single one of us, has a certain place of anxiety or uncertainty. And it doesn't have to be huge. I'm not saying this to be a Christmas downer. We also have joy and gratitude. But every one of us here has a certain question, maybe. Is my need going to be met? Whether that's a question about a relationship that we're in, it's a question about some uncertainty in our family, it's a question about if your diaper will be changed on time. We all have something that we're wondering about. That's part of the human condition. And so what does it mean to let ourselves be carried? Because we're not usually going to be carried into a nice manger that's been prepared for us that we recognize, that we set up. And we said, okay, Lord, come and do your thing. It's time. Where Jesus will often take us is to a kind of boundary land, a sort of border, if you like. And almost always it's the border between comfort and trust or risk, which sometimes can feel like panic. If you stay only in trust and you're never facing uncertainty or risk, that eventually becomes complacency. And if all you do is stay in the land of risk, eventually that becomes anxiety. And neither of those places is where we are receptive. It's that border between risk and trust. It's that border where our hearts tend to be most receptive. Think about what this looks like in our human relationships. If you truly love someone with a mature love, the time is going to come when you have to face uncertainties, when you have to face things that maybe aren't so easy to talk about or live into. And if you can stay there, if you can be vulnerable there with the other, if you can listen as well as speak from the heart, then, then those hearts and minds are open and the relationship goes to a depth that's never had before. If that works in our human relationships, how much more it works when we allow ourselves to be carried into that uncertain place by God. Now, when we talk about Jesus, it's clear enough. You've got the man himself. You've got the little baby who can be carried. You've got the man, Jesus of Nazareth, who can say, come and follow me. They can walk with him. They know what that looks like. We don't have that man with us anymore. He left in 33, and he hasn't come back in that way. But what we have something that Peter couldn't have dreamt of in his wildest dreams. We have the spirit of that man. And this is what the Holy Spirit looks like, if it matters at all. If Pentecost is a great day that's coming months away, it's only great because of what happens this morning. And we are carried by the Holy Spirit. And that does look like something. That doesn't look like rehearsing something that we do once every year on this morning, where we carry Jesus to the place that we've set up for him. To be carried by his Spirit means to be carried into those uncertain places 
that boundary between risk and trust. And what that looks like is precisely to entrust ourselves to another, but to do it in the spirit of what we celebrate today. Who are those people in your life that God has given you as a gift? To speak to them with trust and vulnerability. That's what it looks like to be carried by the Spirit. To come into this place time and again to celebrate the sacraments. That's what it looks like to be carried by the Spirit. Yes, to receive the Eucharist. For some at a moment to stand right here in the sacrament of matrimony. For others to celebrate the sacrament of reconciliation. I can't tell you the beautiful, the beautiful times of celebrating that sacrament in the very rooms here just behind you. And if it's been a while since you let yourself be carried in that way, I encourage you to try it. You'll find it's a very different world perhaps than what you might have experienced as a child. But to be carried, and ultimately to be carried by the body of Christ because that is us. That's what it means to be the body of Christ. We carry one another. And whether it was 1,500 people who were here yesterday afternoon, or it's all of us who are here this morning, that's what we're meant to do for each other. And think about all the different ways that happens in a parish like St. Joe's, but it could always happen more richly. It could always happen with an even greater depth. Certainly through the food pantry, through all the volunteer ministries, But do you know, who was married in St. Joe's this past year? Who were baptized? What are their names? Who are those families? What would it mean? Not just to know that that happened and sort of pray for them vicariously, but to really know them, to send a word of encouragement or support. Could look a million different ways, but what does it mean to be carried by the body of Christ? Now think about this for a minute, just as Sly's family carried little Jesus back to the narthex. Who would carry you in here? Who in St. Joe's would carry you into the church like we just carried that little model of Jesus out of the church? And if you think you're too heavy to be carried by the person who comes to mind, what a great way to invite someone, hey, help me. You don't have to try it, but imagine. Imagine you just pick someone. Hey, you go to St. Joe's, help me carry my husband in here, help me carry my friend. Help me carry the person that I've come with. What does that spiritually, emotionally, what does that look like to so invest ourselves? Every year, Jesus is carried this morning. And every year, I think he says to us through all the little statues and manger scenes, that's great, this is beautiful, I'm so glad you're doing this. Now for the other 364 days of the year, let me carry you.